Hi, it's Andrea and Marianne, the Sister Tipsters. We're two moms, wives, and sisters juggling work, kids, and all the challenges life throws our way. We're here to encourage everyone to move their body for at least 10 minutes a day while learning tips for navigating life. Take the time to improve your health and grow your mind. Now let's get moving. We are in the middle of summertime, my personal favorite time of the year. I never hide it, Um, but it's a good time to take a moment and recognize that something that can bring us a lot of joy and fun is also one of the biggest dangers. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is where I'm going to interrupt and just give a quick disclaimer that if you usually listen to this podcast with your kids, this might be one that you want to hit pause on and come back later and just listen to on your own and um, exclude the kids from this one. Yeah, especially the beginning. I mean, this we're talking about swim safety, but I think it's really drowning prevention. And um Drowning can be a scary and hard thing to think about. And so I think be sensitive to the children about it. Yeah, you can't, you kind of can't talk about safety without the dangers of it too. So they kind of go hand in hand, that swim safety and the drowning. And I think it's, you know, it's not what we see portrayed in movies or shows. Drowning can happen so fast and quietly. I mean, that's part of it, right? Underwater is... A child that's not able to call out for help and so you know we want to speak out for that bring awareness to it um it's something that's you know important to us we grew up around pools we grew up around water and so um we just really want to put this out there to remind parents that you know it can happen when you're standing right there and often do does happen when you're standing right there i think majority of the drownings that um you know we hear about a parent is right there. An adult is right there. They're, you know, within 10, 15, 25 feet of the child um, when it happens. So it's important that we all keep it in mind. Yeah, I think just just recognize what it looks like. Um, And I think there's a large percentage of them that do happen during a family pool gathering. I think we'll just throw out some statistics. 88% of child drownings occur with at least one adult present. That's... um, that's crazy. I think we think that they just happen on their own, but they don't. Um, so 23% of the child drownings happen during a family pool gathering. And 70% of the toddler drownings do happen when a child isn't expected to be in the water. So a non-swim time, which that will lead us into a few things we want to talk about. But um, I think the biggest and scariest statistic is that drowning is the single leading cause of death in children ages one through four. Yeah. And what's so upsetting about that is that it is preventable. Um, You know, it's hard to say that. I think if it's happened to you, I'm sure that if you've seen a a child struggling in the water to say that it was preventable is hard. It means it's it's on us as adults to keep our children safe, um, to do whatever we can. We can't prevent everything, but what we can prevent, we should be doing our best to do that. So we're going to share whatever knowledge we've got here. We've done a lot of research on it. We've, you know, been around water like we said our whole life so we want to share whatever we can here absolutely and as much as we say drowning is preventable and that sounds sad i also think like you know flip that around it's it's a positive thing we can prevent this this is something that we have the power to do something about and we're going to help you um take those action steps that we think can get you started in that and i think one of the first things is we want to make water fun. I mean, I think that that's something that we've always talked about with learning to swim. Water should be fun, but you need to set the rules and the guidelines, and then you need to stick to them. And so we're talking like, you know, basic ones that that save everybody, you know, you know, be careful of the deep end, where you shouldn't run, where you shouldn't dive, those things, just general 
guidelines, I think, are important. Um, one of the ones that we struggle with, I think, recently is our kids, oh, thank goodness, like, can all swim at this point. Yeah. You know, are they all the strongest swimmers? No, the younger ones still need some work there, and depending on what bodies of water. Um, we need our kids to, and this is one we constantly are working on, they need to check in if they're going into the water and check in when they come out. Um, they're very comfortable around water, and they just, as soon as we're there, they want to go right in. And not that we're not aware and ready and watching, but I think it's important for them to register with an adult and say, I'm going in the water and I'm coming out of the water. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I know one other thing that we would put with that is that like, we're always ready to go in the water with our kids. And like we say right now, like our kids can all swim some stronger than others. Um, but even from when they were babies up until now, still, we are dressed and ready to go in the water. And if we're not dressed for it, we know we could still end up in the water in our clothes or whatever we're wearing. And I think that's another thing that we would say is like when you're near water, assume you're going in. And don't just because you put a float on your kid think they're going to be fine in the water. No, sometimes you need to just be there to grab them. That's all they need, just a quick grab, but it becomes a bigger deal if you're not ready to go in the water. So assume that if they're going in, you're going in. Um, and that's kind of where we are with our kids still to this day. And so, you know, even though they want to run right in without reminding us or telling us, it's, you know, we're ready to go in. You gotta, yeah. you gotta always be ready to go in when they're ready to go in. Well, and assume that anytime you're near water or there's water present, assume that they're going to end up in it. And I, right. whether they do or not, but, and whether you mean for them to or not, assume that that's an option, both that like that they're going to go in and that you could possibly have to go in, if that makes sense. Um, so I think that the, the harsh reality too, is if you can't find your children in a setting where there's water, check the water first. I mean, that's yes. just, you know, time is, time is ticking and it, and it goes by fast. So that's a harsh thing. But as, as soon as your child is missing, look towards the most dangerous thing. I think in any situation, and if there's water nearby, look there. Um, yeah, I actually, if <laughs> people who, who know me from home, um, I had this happen a year ago. My daughter, I turned around. I was actually putting a swim cap on one of the other kids for swim practice. And she was standing right next to me. And I turned around and she was gone. And it was the first and only time, um, I guess I should be happy to say that, of four kids, the first and only time that I I really thought I lost a kid. And the first thing I did was, I, well, I told everyone around me, I can't find her. And I ran to every pool. And unfortunately, I was standing in a pool that had a pool complex that had three pools. So I ran from pool to pool and looked and that was it because that is, it is so quick that, you know, your child can wander away and be sitting on a chair and they're fine or they can go into a bathroom and they're fine or, you know, out on a sidewalk and, and they can be fine for a little bit. But in a pool, it's so quick that I, I ran and I didn't care what kind of scene I made. I didn't care what was going on. I ran. I didn't yell. I didn't, you know, I didn't scare any of the kids, but I ran from pool to pool knowing that that is the first and immediate danger and the quickest one. Um, and, and you just scan. And that's why those, you know, dress your kid. Remember what they're in. Remember what they're wearing. Um, that's why if they're near a pool, they should be dressed to be in a pool and ready to go in the pool with whatever safety they need on with the parent awareness and a bathing suit, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, I had that experience of having to run around and and check the pools but um it is the first place to check but she was fine she was she was totally she fine was not she in had, the water she was not in the water she had <laughs> she had wandered out of the pool and luckily um which is going to be one of our next things is 
we've introduced our kids to lots of people. So one of our next tips is, um, you know, when you walk into a pool, introduce your child to the lifeguard. And so she knew people there. So as soon as someone saw her and didn't see me, they knew her enough to pick her up and, and grab her and take her. Um, so that's one of our other tips is that like, when you're in a pool, introduce your child to other families that are around, to the lifeguards especially, and they will then recognize your child. You could even go so far as telling the lifeguard whether or not your child can swim and if, you know, and whether or not they need some kind of, you know, flotation device on them. And that brings awareness to the guard so that as soon as the guard sees them in a situation they shouldn't be in or what you told them your, your child's not comfortable with, they can help your child as well. So that's another another tip of ours. Yes. And the flip side of that is then your child also recognizes that the lifeguard is there to mm -hmm. help and that that is a safe person. But yes. And whether it's a new pool that you go into and you say, hey, here's the lifeguard, here's my child. Or even we've done it like in the wintertime, going to the same pool all the time. As soon as we walk into the pool area, say hello to the lifeguard. We wave and say hi. And we do the same thing when we leave. Um, yes. Again, just to raise that awareness. We're coming in the pool. We're leaving the pool and kind of builds and establishes that relationship. Um and I think, you know, I you said I think I already dress them in bright colors and rash guards and that makes them like easily identify. But I think this is one you've made fun of me. I also <laughs> dress my children alike sometimes. So matching suits. So it's easy like, yep, this team goes together and easy for me when I'm trying to spot them. Um, you know, they're all in the same bathing suit. It does. It does make it a little bit it does. easier. It does. Um, but to continue with some of our kind of routine things that we've done besides introducing them to lifeguard. Um, this is my favorite thing is like the pool orientation. And I think that, you know, if, if I'm going to visit someone else's pool, if they don't do it themselves, I will say like, okay, what's, you know, show me where the deep end is. Show me what I need to watch out for. I think in public pools, the same thing, you know, point to the kids. Here's the stairs. Here's the deep end. Identify it for yourself and for them to kind of set the boundaries. Um, we're big when people come over to our pool of, let me give you the pool orientation. Here's where there's a ledge. Here's the slippery spot. Here's where you can't dive, that kind of stuff. Um, I think that that's important, again, in every situation. And if it's the ocean or a lake, it's the same thing. Here's where you go in and out. Here's where you have to watch, you know, in the ocean. Here's the rip currents. Um, here's where you're allowed to swim. I think that that's really important. Again, set those guidelines so that you can be safe and have fun. Yeah, 100%. I think it's very different if you go to a public pool versus your own pool or a private pool or a personal pool like someone's backyard is, you know, a lot of times in those public pools, it it's a large pool. It's kind of, you can see where steps are. You can see where ladders are, things like that. And I think it's very different, at least where I'm, where I live now in Georgia, there's a lot of dark pools. There's a lot of odd shaped pools, things like that. And so you definitely need that pool orientation. Um, I also am going to throw out just like one little hit. I think you said it about, um, you mentioned diving. I'm going to throw out one, one rule that I, I stand behind is like no diving in a, a backyard pool, no diving in a personal pool, backyard pool. They're generally not large enough, not deep enough, not wide enough, um, that that should be like one of the first things you say to your kid is like, don't dive into a pool. Don't dive until you're sure that pool's deep enough, you're sure it's allowed, you're sure it's big enough. And that, you know, and it really goes for a public pool as well. It's like, that's the first thing that, that can just help a kid is like, go feet first, their heads out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> same for a lake, same for the ocean. Yes. I don't think yes. if you know, if you're not sure of the depth or what could be underneath the water, I think feet first is a great thing. Yes. Um, I think while we're talking about some of the other, like kind of our individual rules, here's one of mine in pools or areas where I guess it's mainly the backyard pool. 
I don't like to leave things floating in the pool when they're not in use. Mm -hmm. So if there's, you know, flotation devices, toys, anything like that, if they're not in use, I want them up on the side of the pool. I don't think that there should be any obstructions to visualizing all of the pool and the water and everything that's underneath. Um, and the same when we're done. Like, I want the pool clear and empty. So if somebody quickly, if there was a problem, they look back, they should see that nothing is in the pool. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And we we even went so far as um, we had someone say to us, like, about our the pool cleaner in the pool that, um, you know, oh, you have a light color pool, which we picked on purpose, a light color pool, so we could clearly see the bottom of the pool. But then they said, oh, you should have a white pool cleaner so it blends in. And both my husband, Matt, and I were like, nope, we're good with the blue <laughs> and black one we've got because we can clearly see it. We can see the edges of it. We know exactly what it is in the pool um, because ours does stay in the pool often. So again, like we take out all those flotation devices, but the one thing we're leaving in, we're like, we want to know what it is and where it is and be able to clearly see it. So I, I'm totally on board with that one. I think that's a good one. Good. I think another thing um, that we should go back to when we were talking about some of the the drowning statistics is we're talking about family parties and mm -hmm. and kind of um i think that's one of the times you really have to be careful or anytime that you're in a group i think that you should not assume that someone else is watching your children you need to watch your kids and be careful that you don't let people obstruct your view i think that's an easy thing when people start to chat you feel like uncomfortable and you can't it's you should have that sight line to the pool or your kids um and and don't be shy about moving or saying i'm sorry i need to watch them and be able to see i know it's like a little awkward but again, I think so important. Yeah. Again, maybe another reason to get in with your kids Yeah. because <laughs> you could be kind of swimming and following them around and right near them and still carrying on a conversation. So maybe, you know, maybe that's a good plug for getting, getting in the pool. But yeah, designating a lifeguard is also kind of another good tip that I think we've tried to follow in the past of like, yeah, you're in a whole group and a whole um, party and everyone thinks, oh, there's tons of adults around and Someone's going to be watching the kids. No, you need to designate that parent. Both, you know, your kids need to, you need to. Um, if you're walking in, maybe you have to take a kid to the bathroom. You need to designate a specific parent that's going to watch your kids and not think that it's just going to be anybody out there. So it goes for both the kids assuming that and, and you as a parent assuming that or as an adult, um, even if you're not the parent, as another adult who might be there. Um, you know, we'd say designate a lifeguard. And, and don't feel awkward about it. Just yeah. say, hey, I've got, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so in the pool. Can you make sure you're watching them while you're watching your kids? Yeah. Um, and, and it's a quick and easy thing. Yeah, and, and you can even go as far as there's a family party. Someone volunteers and say, I'm going to sit here on lifeguard. And, and we've done that before. Sit in a chair or sit in a spot where you have good visualization of the pool, and that's your only job. And you sit there, and you could take turns, but saying, like, yep, I'm going to lifeguard now. And I think... Um, you know, another option is don't be shy. Like if you're not comfortable doing that or you're going to be busy and you know that you're having a pool party, hire a lifeguard. I mean, I think that mm -hmm. that's easy enough to do is to find one um, and, and hire a lifeguard too so that that's taken care of. Yeah, I've, I've actually been to parties where they've done that. And it's just, even though I was sitting there watching my kids, it's just a nice relief. Then they were able to enforce the rules. No parent had to feel uncomfortable. They were there enforcing, you know, where kids could jump, where they couldn't jump, um, you know, where they should be swimming, what was going on in the pool. So, I mean, that's the other thing is it like takes the awkwardness off the parents. Absolutely. If you hire a lifeguard and you're like, here's the rules and you run through them with the lifeguard ahead of time and then they have to enforce them. And that's just an extra person that's, um, you know, going to help you out and keep everyone safe. Yeah. So. And while we're talking about designating a lifeguard, um, one thing we've done with our children, really as soon as they were capable swimmers, um, we're big on having like a, 
in our pool having a a lifeguard like buoy like to basically rescue um buoy and teaching the kids how to be a lifeguard and saying to them like okay you're gonna take this flotation device and whatever it is whatever it looks like whether it's a ring buoy um at your pool whatever that thing is teaching the kids how to save somebody um you know, I think that that's an easy thing. We've run through it with drills of, okay, you're going to take this and this is how you would do it. And um, I think that that's another step that you can take is is to kind of put that back on the kids and say, um, this is something you need to learn to do. Yeah, they actually have a lot of fun with it, trying to rescue each other, standing on the side of the pool and throwing the buoy to each other. Because the other thing we taught them when they were younger was, well, if you don't know how to swim and you're not a strong swimmer, I mean, they, even if you know how to swim, you're not a strong swimmer. You might not be able to jump in and help somebody, but you could throw them a buoy or you could, you know, hop in with the buoy and, and help them get their hands on the buoy. Um, and so we we taught them that we, we would we would definitely run some drills and make it fun activities for them and, you know, have them swim around with it. Um, and, and they they enjoyed it. So yeah, we made it did. fun while also teaching them safety and teaching them those rules and, you know, what they have to do in it in an emergency. Yeah. And you know, this is a great time in the summertime to, to get out and enjoy water, to teach kids to swim, to do swimming lessons. Um, but I just want to plug that reminder that it's important to keep it going all year long. If you really want them to be proficient, um, and, and safe, I think that that's important. And just to bring it back that the biggest prevention to drowning is to teach your kids to swim. And that's been a big goal and a passion, I think, for both of us. Mm-hmm. Is as soon as we had kids, is how, and actually before then, because we were, <laughs> as, as you may hear in other episodes, we both taught swimming lessons. We've coached swim team. This has been something that we've devoted a lot of time to. But then personally with our kids, is as soon as we could, and we're talking, you know, getting them in water at a couple of months old, we were teaching them to swim. And I think that that's one of the biggest preventions is, is that you can teach kids, adults, everybody to swim. And that's the way that we can be safe. And if you need more information on that, I'm just going to put the plug. You can go to our other episodes on learning to swim for both children and adults in there. So I think you can get some more information with that too. Yeah. If you want to know how important learning to swim is for us, it's, you know, one of our first few episodes (laughs) that we recorded. Uh, We did like a whole series and a couple episodes on it. So you can tell it was early on and there were a number of them. So it's, that's how important it is to us. Um, but I think that's all we've got for today on swim safety and drowning prevention. So we're going to close it out like we always do and say thanks for joining the Sister Tipsters podcast with your hosts, Andrea and Marianne. And as always, if you like what you hear, drop us a comment, a like, a positive review. Please, 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 this is another episode where we're going to say share this with two, three, four friends. If it helps anybody, it is worth it. So please share away and get the information out there. And you can always send us more information at sistertipsters at gmail.com. But at a minimum, don't forget to come back and join us for another episode of the Sister Tipsters next week.